Hosi, we are continuing today in Mishnah Yomi. We find ourselves in Maseches Peah, Perek Hey, Mishnayis Hey through Vav. Chapter 5, Mishnayis 5 through 6. The Mishnah says as follows, Hamachlin Imaniyim. Interesting case. Let's say the Balabayas, who is the landowner, let's say he goes ahead and let's say he trades his portion with the portion of the Aniyim, the portion of the poor. So remember again, a poor person has collected Leket, Shechecha, and Peah. The rich man, the Balabayis, or he doesn't have to be rich, the Balabayis has his own portion and they decide to swap portions. They decide to swap portions. So remember again, there is a fundamental distinction. The portion of the Balabayis is obligated in Shumas, Maisras, Leket, Shechecha, and Peah. And ultimately again, the portion of the Ani is exempt. So now the question becomes when they exchange portions, what occurs? So the Mishnah says, Bishalo, Potter. That which the Balabayis receives from the Ani is exempt from Leket, Shechecha, and Peah, since it was originally the possession of the Ani. But that which the poor people have, which is now the original portion of the Balabayis, Chayiv, ultimately, again, is subject to all of the various tides. Now, the Bartunur explains what that means is the Balabayis really is obligated to separate all of these tides before he goes ahead and gives it to the Ani. Next case, Shnaim. Let's say you have two poor people, two aniyim, two poor people, who are both sharecroppers in the same field. Now, remember again, under normal circumstances, the way sharecropping works is that normally the sharecropper receives a portion of the field. From a halachic perspective, therefore, the sharecropper is treated like an owner of the field. As a result of that, so ultimately again, neither is allowed to go ahead and take leket, shechecha, or peah from their own field. Remember again, the halacha is, you can't take leket, shechecha, and peah from a field that you own. Therefore, the Mishnah says, if you have two poor people who are both sharecroppers, neither can take leket, shechecha, or peah from their own portions. But what can they do? Zen no sin lo zemechelko ma'aser ani. Zen no sin lo zemechelko ma'aser ani. What can they do? Each one could give Maisir Ani, which is the tithe for the poor, to the other. So if you have Reuven and Shimon, who are both poor and are both sharecroppers, so neither Reuven nor Shimon could take ultimately, again, Maisir Ani, the tithe for the poor, from their respective crops. But what they can do, essentially, is exchange with one another. Reuven could give his Maisir Ani to Shimon, and Shimon could give his Maisir Ani to, to Reuven. The Mishnah goes on. Hamakabal Sada Liktzar. Similarly, again, Another interesting thing with the sharecropper. So let's say again, the sharecropper is, right? So let's say the poor, the, the poor man is the sharecropper. So ultimately, again, what's the halacha? The asr beleket shecho peah This is kind of an extension of what we said before, that a sharecropper is considered to be an owner. Because he's considered to be an owner, therefore halacha lamaisa, he cannot take leket shechecha and peah from his own portion. I'm Rabbi Hud. Rabbi Hud says, when is this so? A When is this so that the poor person can't take leket shechecha and peah from his own, from, from the field in which he is a sharecropper? When ultimately his arrangement is that he receives a half, a third, or a quarter of the crop. In other words, the Bartanur explains what the Mishnah is saying is as follows. When the sharecropper receives his portion, his ownership is while the crop is still attached to the ground, he's considered to be the owner, and therefore 
cannot accept the leket shichicha and pay off from that field. However, but let's say the Balabai says to the sharecropper, the poor person who is the sharecropper, I will give you a third of that which is harvested, which means in this case, the sharecropper doesn't actually acquire ownership of the crop until after it's harvested, in that case, mutter beleket shechacha upeya ve'aser ve'aser be'maiser ani. See, interesting, a very interesting distinction. Shabbi Huda says, when is the sharecropper considered to be an owner in that he would not be permitted to take the leket shechacha and pay in the field? Only if he acquires his portion with standing crop, with crop that is still attached to the ground. But if halacha the arrangement is such that he does not acquire ownership until after it's harvested, then he is permitted to go out and take leket shechacha and pay off from the field. But nevertheless, he would be aser and maisa ani. They're maisa ani. Now the reason the difference is as follows: as we've already seen, the obligation for leket shechacha and pay off is determined while the crop is still attached to the ground. The obligation for Maiser Ani is established at the time that the grain, what we call Gimar Malacha, when the produce is finished, it's finished its growth or finished its Malacha. It's, it's, it's fully formed. It's fully ready. So an interesting distinction. So as long as he doesn't, as long as the Ani, who is the sharecropper, doesn't have ownership while the crop is standing attached to the ground, once it's harvested, he's permitted to go ahead and take the Leket Shechan Peah, but can't take the Maiser Ani. If, however, he has ownership of it while it's still attached to the ground, he's not even allowed to take Leket Shechacha and Peah as well. Beautiful. Mishnavav, interesting case. Hamocher es Sadehu. So listen to this. Let's say Ruvain sells his field. He has a grain field, a wheat field, and he sells his, he sells his field together with the standing grain. So what's the halacha? Hamocher mutter. Ultimately, again, the seller, once, in other words, let's say Ruvain sells the field, he sells it to Shimon, and now let's say Ruvain after the sale becomes a poor person. So Ruvain is permitted now to take leket from the field that he sold to Shimon. He sold to Shimon. Now, interesting of this is true, even though the grain grew while it was still in the possession of Ruvain, since now at the time when the leket is harvestable, or I should say takeable, Ruvain isn't on Ruvain is poor, he's permitted to go ahead and take the leket. But ultimately, the purchaser, of course, is not permitted to go ahead and take of the leket, shechacha, and payah from the field which he purchased. Good. A person can't hire workers to harvest his field, and as part of the as part of the agreement for employment, the owner of the field agrees with the workers that ultimately, again, the children of the workers will collect the leket shechacha and peya. Right. So ultimately, again, that would not be permitted. In other words, let's say you create a, 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 an arrangement with someone. Someone's going to come to work with you, and part of the arrangement is: look, you know, as you're harvesting, I'll give your kids or your family members first dibs. On the leket shechacha and peya, ultimately again that does not work. The nature of leket shechacha and peya is that they have to be available to all. Similarly, similarly again, if a person, right, let's say the balabais, the owner of the land, does not allow the poor to come and to collect leket shechacha and peya, or he allows certain paupers but doesn't allow others. Oh, or he aids certain paupers in collecting, but doesn't aid others. 
Such a person is considered as if he is stealing from the poor. In other words, the nature of Leket, Shechecha, and Peah is such that it has to be equally accessible to everyone. Ultimately, again, if quotes over here, the Pasik. Quotes over here, the Pasik. Al-Tasig Gevul Olim. That ultimately, again, do not go ahead and, Tasig Gevul, do not encroach on the boundaries of those who come into the field. So ultimately, again, teaching us that when it comes to Leket, Shech, and Peah, all of the poor have to have equal access. And anything you do to give one segment of the poor population an advantage over the other, ultimately will be halachically inappropriate. All right, Shukai Chabon, we'll stop over here for today. We will, Amir Hashem, continue tomorrow in Mishnah's Zayin Truchas. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.